You are listening to episode number five of the Henshin Dad podcast, and in this episode, I talk about Power Rangers Beast Morphers episode two. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to episode number five, and as you heard at the top of the episode, I am talking today about episode number two of Power Rangers Beast Morphers. Now, if you have tuned in for my previous episode review, you would know that I was a little bit apprehensive in some ways, and I'm sure I tried to explain my thoughts as clearly as possible, but perhaps I didn't. So, you know, let's just dive into this episode right now, and you can hear a bit more complete thoughts from me. You can definitely tell that this is a continuation directly from the first episode. It almost feels like a part one, part two situation, which I really appreciate. As I mentioned before, it is really nice to have part one and part two introductory episodes, because when you try to cram everything into just the first episode, it can get a little bit cramped and a little bit rushed. And I liked how they just really just picked up almost completely from where they ended in episode one. That was really cool. And I I think that the general plot of this episode is a good one and one that is definitely needed in today's climate and such about being a leader. And I, I think that's really important, especially for kids to learn now, because as a teacher, I can see when my students interact with each other, it's, it's it, there's really no clear delegation of responsibilities other than who has like the biggest personality and who talks the most. So that tends to be the person that takes control and is the leader. But what does it really mean to be a leader? And I think, you know, whether they did it in a very deep way or a very significant way, they really tried to get that across that Devin was the best leader of this particular group, even though Ravi had been the one that trained for it. And Zoe is definitely a really smart, smart person that Devin was a lot more balanced than a lot of them, which is interesting considering that in the previous episode, his dad talked about how the only things he likes are karate and video games. And you, you don't tend to think of those as like things that make you like leadership quality and someone who maybe has their, you don't really think of him as having his priority straight in that regard, if that's kind of his entire life. But perhaps this is the journey of self-discovery that Devin has to go through. And he really has those leadership qualities deep down, but they didn't really need to surface until now. So he was just kind of skating by, perhaps? Mayhaps? I, I don't know. It's a really interesting exploration of his character, and I think he really shone, well, shined brightly in this episode. Not that Rory and, uh, sorry, Ravi, Rory, I don't know where that came from. Not that Ravi and Zoe, yeah, okay, it's because their names together kind of would make a, like a Rory sound. Ravi and Zoe, not that they are not totally capable, and they really showed a lot of good aspects of themselves as well. But you, you can see how their personalities might clash a little bit. And it seemed more believable. Like, you could see that they both had their own good points, good perspectives on the issues, but... They were trying to outdo each other, and you could see that Ravi was really trying to like outdo Zoe in the eyes of his mom, who is the commander. And that kind of dynamic is just, it's interesting. It's complex, and there's a lot going on there that's not completely explicitly stated, which is, which is interesting. And uh, as far as this episode goes, it was, it was a good one, like I said. And there's a few introductions that we had. They introduced the B-spots like right at the beginning of the episode, and... I was a little worried that we wouldn't get them because I really thought they were kind of like an interesting dynamic of uh, Go Busters and that they're the, the partners of these Power Rangers. And I, I am a sucker for like partner stories. I love Digimon for that reason. I think having these Digimon partners with their chosen children or Digi Destined, if you will, if you're a 
dub only fan. I, I like those dynamics and when they're in play and how they can just really bring out a lot of different elements of different characters. So I think they are pretty well voiced. They all seem to be very matching, but obviously some of their personalities might not necessarily go well with a ranger. So that also leads to growth, kind of grading against each other. I, I enjoyed that, and I, I look forward to seeing what they do with that. As far as the uh, the villains go, you're introduced to Scrozzle, I guess is his name. He sounds like a Pokemon. You know, that that's pretty much all I can put out there for him. He's totally trustworthy, as you can tell. Like, you can trust him 100%, obviously. But not really. That's heavy sarcasm on my part. But you can tell that he's up to something. And while that make, might make him a little bit more, like one-dimensional as a character we'll have to see where he goes from here it's really interesting how they're kind of trapped in this other dimension and have to get the morphex and they actually give you a good reason as to why they can't all just go in mass all at the same time and just destroy the city and get all the morphex so I, I appreciate that there's really a lot of limitations on that very similar to Ghostbusters as mentioned before but I'm I'm sorry you know on the one hand that I have to com- keep comparing it to Ghostbusters but you know, this is a season that we didn't know that would really be adapted necessarily. So, that, and while I'm watching GoBusters simultaneously, there's going to be a lot of comparisons. And when I get to my GoBuster episodes, I'm also going to mention Beast Morphers. So, you know, take that as take that as it is. Uh, so you have the villains there, and you know, uh, uh, what, what, what were their names? Man, I am just blanking on the villains' name. Blaze and Roxy. Yes, Blaze and Roxy got to show off a little bit more this episode. Mostly Blaze, I think, in stealing the Morphex. That was kind of a comical scene when they're at the the truck and they're taking off the Morphex into this little small, small vase or small vial, whatever it is. But I, I enjoyed that, I guess. But it's kind of it was a little bit silly. That's okay. Power Rangers are glad to be silly. And I think the best part of this episode is that you really learn about the Ranger weaknesses. Now, again, a holdover from GoBusters, the original Sentai. You know, I get that. A little bit tweaked, though, and I think it makes a little bit more sense. Now, I haven't gotten very far in GoBusters to really, you know, delve into the backstories of the characters, but from what I know, this actually seems like it makes a little bit more sense because they were given the Ranger powers, but right after it had been infected by Evox, that whole system had been infected by him, and that's what turned Blaze and Roxy basically, well, their avatars brought out and made into evil clones and whatnot. And I, I think that's a really cool idea. Like, it's a, it's a bit of a glitch in the distribution of the powers that while they got their powers, there's a bit of a problem here. And GoBusters handled, handled it similarly. But I don't know. I, maybe because it's in English and I can actually understand it a little bit in my own native tongue, it just kind of fits a little bit better. And they could have been... They could have totally ignored a lot of that, I imagine, especially since they did change the Red Rangers one, which is... Uh, well, I guess that one could be a little bit more dubious, I suppose, because you don't necessarily have to see, you know, if you don't know, in the Sentai GoBusters, the Red Ranger froze whenever he saw a chicken. And in uh, Beast Morphers, I'm getting my shows all mixed up, in Beast Morphers, he is freezing whenever he sees a dog. The dog tends to make more sense to me because he's based on a cheetah, so seeing a dog makes more sense. I don't know if there's a thing about cheetahs and chickens, whatnot, maybe just because it has the same, like, beginning syllable in English. I don't know. But, or sorry, is that a, that's a, that's a digraph? Digraph? Possibly. I can't remember at the moment. I'm a teacher, I swear. But 
I think that's pretty interesting. And, you know, instead of cutting to a picture of a chicken, you cut to a picture of a dog. That, that one could be worked around. Uh, the Blue Rangers obviously couldn't be worked around very easily because he kind of overheats during battle and kind of goes on a rampage anyway. So that one translated over pretty much exactly. Uh, Zoe? Zoe? Zoe, yeah. Man, I am terrible with names. Zoe, the Yellow Ranger, that one's a little bit different because I guess she had to have sweets in Go Busters and that kind of like kept her um, blood sugar up, I suppose. And very similarly in Beast Morphers, but she has to use carrots. That one's a little bit, I don't know. I don't, as an owner of rabbits for several years now, I get the stereotype of rabbits like carrots and whatnot. You know, thanks Bugs Bunny for that. But I mean, it's really not entirely true. They enjoy carrots, but they enjoy other things. As a matter of fact, I think bananas are like the top for rabbits. They seem to really enjoy that a lot. I don't know if it has to do with the sugar content or the taste and whatnot. Well, obviously to do with the taste, but the sugar content possibly. But I don't know. Saying that she has to eat carrots, mm, okay. Plays into a stereotype, I suppose. And, you know, they, they bunnies do like carrots, so I can't say that's completely inaccurate. But at least keep the whole sweets thing going. I, I think you could have gotten a lot of mileage out of that as well. But Or at least like fruits and vegetables, maybe. Maybe fruits and vegetables would be ideal because rabbits really like fruits and vegetables. And hay a lot. So... I don't know, I, I, but I really like the fact that they kept the weaknesses. I thought they wouldn't, but I'm glad that they did did keep it because I think that kind of gives it a little bit more uh, personality, if you will. A little bit, another, again, another element to make it a little bit more complex, and that's what we want. We want complex characters. So, <clears throat> as I mentioned, it seems to be following a pretty basic adaptation of GoBusters, but it's blazing its own trail. No pun intended. Actually, it's totally intended. You should always intend your puns. And I really appreciate it. These first two episodes have been good, and, you know, my concerns are lessened a bit if they can just keep this amount of quality up. I think we're going to have a very solid adaptation of Go Busters and something that can really stand on its own as the beginning of this new Hasbro era. era. And I really am looking forward to seeing more of it. I know episode three has already been, has already aired and everything, and I don't know when episode four is airing, possibly this week, maybe not. They might have a hiatus because Nickelodeon is Nickelodeon in that regard. So I'm looking forward to seeing the next few episodes. Please tell me what you think, though. I really want to hear from you. So tell me if I'm wrong. Tell me if I'm totally misunderstanding some things. I want to hear from you. And if I'm totally wrong, please let me know. But let me know your thoughts and you can get all the contact information at the end of the podcast. So and again, I want to say thank you for listening and for sticking with me. We are on episode five now, and I'm really excited about that. I might have said episode four at the beginning. I can't remember. I really hope I didn't. That would be very embarrassing. But we are on episode five now. We're almost there to 10, and I know that episode 10 is typically the point where podcasts quit, and I'm really trying not to quit. I have a whole bunch of episodes planned, and I, I really hope you'll stick with me. So thank you for listening. Complete. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Henshin Dad Podcast. If you have any questions or comments for me, please feel free to reach out to me. I am at Henshin Dad on Twitter. That is H-E-N-S-H-I-N-D-A-D. Or you can reach me by email at henshindad at gmail.com. And until next time, cast off.